And, of course, it was just a few days ago that we reached the 55% vaccination rate level here in the state of Michigan, meaning uh, that the uh, capacity limits for offices, the restrictions on offices, uh, was lifted as of May 24th, which is today, which means as the sun rises over Metro Detroit, we got some folks that are having a... <laughs> you, can, you can hear people saying, Honey, where's my sport coat? Where's my tie? Where's my briefcase? Uh, if people still carry briefcases anymore, I don't know. But uh, it does mean changes, and it does mean a giant step forward. Uh, for uh, the business community here in Detroit, long awaited, and who better to ask about it than Kelly Root, Crane's Detroit business executive editor, on our Monday morning. Hi, Kelly. Hi, guy. How are you? I'm fully dressed. I'm out of the sweatpants, <laughs> and, and I'm I'm in solidarity with my friends that have to go back to the office. <laughs> it is, in fact, a very big day for Michigan, as you noted. Um, the restrictions have been lifted on in-person work. People can come back to the office in Michigan, um, but it's not going to be like flipping a switch. Uh, Cranes did a number of stories uh, for this week looking at the impact of the change and what it means, and I think the bottom line is that it's not. It's going to be gradual. Um, we, we, you know, interviewed a number of companies downtown in particular, about their plans for coming back, and they're a little bit all over the board. You know, Rocket Companies has nearly 20,000 employees in Detroit's Central Business District. They told us that they're going to be bringing people back on June 7, um, but, you know, gradually and with flexibility. And we talked to uh, auto lender Ally Financial, which has 1,500 uh, employees in Detroit downtown. They told us they're going to be coming back in the beginning of July, and that Flexibility is going to be a priority for them. Uh, the state of Michigan has, uh, you know, close to 2,000 employees uh, at Cadillac Place, for example. They told us they were coming back on July 12. Um, they're going to still be requiring masks at the workplace because of current MIOSHA rules. Um, but that uh, those those rules could change as early as today. This is an ever-evolving story, and we expect to have new guidance today from both um, the state health department and MIOSHA about exactly what return to the office will look like. You know, there's concern, I think, among some employees about how close together they are and their desks and whether masks will still be required. And so it is it is an ever evolving landscape, um, certainly. Yeah. But we also have, you know, we've talked to, to restaurant owners and, and small business owners in Detroit, and they're thrilled at the idea of, of you know, Campus marshes filling back up at lunchtime. And so there's there's a little bit of trepidation, but also a lot of positive um, feeling for those who depend on all those office workers in downtown Detroit, for sure. Well, just, just having feet on pavement again for those folks uh, can mean a lot of things. And of course, we've we love all of our businesses in the Fisher Building uh, and across the street in the New Center Building. The Coney Man, I, he is never far from my thoughts because I never <laughs> stop thinking about food. Um, but, you know, and, and all that he has been through, and, and, and they all have to be looking at this saying, yeah, it's about time, let's do this thing. How are businesses handling the vaccination issue? Because we know within the workplace, there are those that want that extra level of comfort. Maybe they've had their vaccine. They want to know that the person that they're sharing space with is similarly protected and not spreading the virus. Is that an issue? Mm -hmm. And how are, I mean, that's the MIOSHA rule that I think everybody's looking to, uh, for some guidance on is what can I ask? Yeah. What can I ask? And 
and uh, what is socially acceptable to ask. Right. There's there's no clear rules on this. I mean, I you know all all employers I think are 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 weighing this right now, um, and you know employees are are concerned about this as well, and. I think they're just waiting for the guidance to to put things in writing. Most of the places that we talk to are a little hesitant to commit to specifics right now because they just don't know how how it's going to how it's going to change. But clearly, you know, it, employees are concerned about working with vac- unvaccinated people, so there's privacy issues involved in that as well and healthcare issues. It it really is kind of unprecedented, I think. Well, and we're also finding out that other than the First Amendment, maybe HIPAA is the most misunderstood thing out there, that uh, everybody <laughs> thinks that you, they can't be asked about their their health situation, and that's not the case. I mean, the law is pretty settled on that, and that it's the HIPAA is about what your health care provider can do, not about what your employer can do. Right. Um, I wanted right. to ask you, I, I just, it's just a fascinating write-through and forum in your Uh, Cranes Detroit business that hit my inbox, uh, which is this notion that for eight years, the city of Detroit has not been having to pay into its municipal pension funds. It's to the police and fire general services. That's going to end in two years and really exploring the idea about whether or not the city is prepared and what the status is of those very important pension funds and whether or not we're going to be back in the soup again. Mm -hmm. This is a very um, in-depth and well-explained report on a on a complicated topic by um, Anna Frank, who covers City of Detroit, and Chad Livengood, who does our Crane Forum. Um, the city got a break, essentially, for close to eight years here, I think, on uh, pension payments as part of its bankruptcy back in 2013-2014. And it was a sensitive topic, as you recall. Um, you know, retirees and pensioners, you know, took a took a hit as part of the bankruptcy, and um, this story reflects how that's still being felt today. Um, Anna Frank inter- interviewed a firefighter who nearly lost his life uh, twice while he was protecting Detroit residents from, from fires, and he's now driving for Lyft because mm-hmm. he still needs to make money and, you know, to pay for, for health care that got reduced as part of the um, bankruptcy. But the city has to has a lot of financial decisions ahead because of this. They're calling it the pension cliff when it has to resume pension payments. Um, and, you know, the, the pension funds want the, the boards of the of the pension funds want those payments uh, accelerated. They want them moved up um, and paid off over 20 years instead of 30 years, which is what the city prefers. Um, and the Duggan administration is going to have to kind of make some decisions here about uh, about that, because if they do pay these uh, payments off earlier, much like credit card payments or a mortgage, I suppose, then the cost will be higher on the front end. And, you know, it, it, $202 million is the figure that has been estimated for what the city's first payment would be in fiscal year 2024. And that's a lot of money. And it means that, you know, city services could be affected and day-to-day budgeting expenses right. could be affected. Um, so it's no small uh, no small challenge. And the city has been saving up. They've got a fund called the Retiree Pension Fund that they've been paying into, uh, you know, after the bankruptcy in anticipation of this expense. But uh, costs, you know, have risen for, for pension uh, expenses. And it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough decision for them, but that's, that's coming up ahead. 
And Kelly, I, I would be remiss if I, I let you go without acknowledging that Jay Green, who has been covering the healthcare industry, uh, which is a mega billion industry here in, in the Detroit region, uh, is going to be calling it a career. And Jay is just truly one of the finest professionals I've ever had the pleasure to interview. And he does just such an outstanding job for you folks. I know you're going to miss him. We sure will. He's done a great job. He's going out uh, after covering the biggest healthcare story of his career with uh, the pandemic. So we are going to miss him. And uh, Dustin Walsh is going to be taking his place. So we're excited about those changes coming up at Crane. And Dustin is a rock solid uh, professional as well, and will do a great job. Absolutely, but, uh, boy. Uh, institutional memory matters, and I, I know that Jay will be occasionally contributing things, and that's that's a great thing for all of us too. He will. He will. We're excited about that. All right, Kelly, you have a great week. Thanks. You can read about all of it in Crane's Detroit Business.